Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? This is the Building Years. I'm Jeremiah Watkins. It's your boy, Justin Alexio. It's Friday. Yeah, it is. You know what happens on Friday? We got a guest. We have a guest uh, in the house, in the studio, in the in the studio apartment. Hip hop. I want a cowbell. Uh, guys, welcome Rachel McDermott. Woo! Hey guys. Woo! <laughs> Sorry, I coughed while I was <laughs> you, you like he, Justin almost died during your intro. I know. And it, it just he was that enthusiastic I. that he almost collapsed. But thank you. Whatever. Yeah. I'm good. What's up, girl? You dyed Hi. your hair. Times I, are changing. I did. It's darker now. I'm trying like to be it. a little more ethnic, you know. What's your ethnicity? I know you look. I think you're Chinese. Yes. Yeah. Ding. Um, my mom you're is. You're so Chinese. lucky that you're right. I <laughs> know. I could have. I could have been. Said, you could have got offended. It could have mm-hmm. gotten. Could have been no, bad. No, I know a lot of half white, half Chinese girls. Mm-hmm. So. There's a lot of us now. It used to be like a cool thing, and now everyone I know out here is part mixed. And they're like, "Oh, I am too." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> great." Don't feel. Not, what <laughs> not you are? special anymore. Yeah. Oh, um, my mom's good. Chinese, and my dad is French and Irish. So when they, when I was growing up, they would see the last name McDermott, and they'd be like, "Oh, oh, it's <laughs> not what I expected." A little Asian girl, mm-hmm. and uh, you're from Long Island. I am Long Island. Long Island. In Don't got no accent. Mm-mm. Work that off. <laughs> How'd you lose that? Let's let's get into that. Oh goodness. Um, I was 17 years old, and I was in college, um, going to university for business, but I was also pursuing acting as well for funsies. You were in college at 17? Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, don't think I'm like an Asian nerd. <laughs> no, I actually I just was the youngest in my grade. So okay. I, and I, East Coast, I think, is ahead as well, the West Coast. Mm-hmm. They put you guys, and when I went to ASU, there was a 15-year-old in the freshman dorms. Everyone called her jailbait. Oh, wow. So That's so creepy. That's really creepy. <laughs> Yo, jailbait. I knew that was. Yo, there. how you feeling tonight, jailbait? <laughs> I knew like my first like real boyfriend, my mom was like, when I was 17, she was just like, I, that's, I could call the cops. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but 15 you were, uh, is really young. Yeah, no. she didn't. She didn't like it. Mm-mm. But anyway, so you're you're in college. You're 17. Uh, I booked my first commercial for MTV. Oh, and yeah. yeah, it was exciting, and we went and talking to the crew. But did you everyone. have an agent, or just like self submit? It was like one of those miracle shots. It was actually my first audition with my first agent. Um, so I, I was like super excited. I wanted to prove that I could work and I bet your agent was too. Like, we got a good one. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and went in there and they didn't have any lines for me. Uh, originally, uh, I knew they were coming. So I was like, Hey guys, I never got the script. So we're doing hair and makeup and I get it. And it's just, you know, talking about all day long, uh, music from tv yeah and i read it out loud <laughs> and the guy's testing the mic and they're like i'm like yeah we're talking about all day long <laughs> they just all stopped and stared at me they're like wait where are you from and i'm like long island why <laughs> it's just oh, like Jesus. we need to fix this so on set they actually were like teaching me how to pronunciate and they're like talk the i was like talk they're like no not talk talk TikTok. say it i'm like talking and then like all day long they're like all day and long say l-o-n no g 
I'm like, all day long? It was the most uncomfortable <laughs> experience of my life. Yeah, and it's like your first job. You're 17. Yeah. 25 people staring, waiting for you to start recording, and you can't speak. <laughs> right, great. We got another one from Long Island. Oh, <laughs> this one. <laughs> so I dropped it. So that, that's so you just were like, I got to be American now? I need to. I, I just never realized that it was that strong of an accent. Because yeah. when you live there, it's normal. And yeah. then when you watch yep. television, you don't realize that it's kind of traditional and not really based. So if you ever watch like CSI New York, it's so bad. <laughs> like those type of shows where it's, it's, they're trying to really do yeah. a New York accent. I'm like, that's not real. <laughs> but Well, that's awesome. So you knew, so you, all right. So what college did you go to? Uh, Adelphi University. It's in Long Island. <laughs> all right, all right. Does Arizona have any kind of accent, Justin? No, we're devoid of accent. Mm. Bitch, yeah. <laughs> no, there's a lot of Mexican accents, but I think it's more because uh, of Mexican. Okay. I can. Just because of that, not because. <laughs> yeah. Of yeah, Arizona. You, KC don't do they? Uh, no parts. Parts though. If you the farther south that you go, I mean, the, the more southern yeah. of an accent. Mm-hmm. That you're just gonna naturally. Oh, boo! You don't get. have a twang. That's not fun. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but some of my family members have a slight twang, mm-hmm. especially when they start drinking, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, oh, when I drink or get out. angry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The New York comes out. Really? <laughs> I don't know what. That, that's so interesting that, that that's like a universal thing. Like when people drink, the, the <laughs> accents flare up. I feel like that's like a side effect <laughs> of drinking. I don't know. So okay, so you're 17. You part. I feel like you partied hard in college. Like, you're all um, put together now, but usually that's from... No, yeah. I was actually, like, a, kind of a dork. I, I uh. played sports, and... Well, I mean, we partied hard, of course, but not craziness, because, of course, there's drug testing involved, and... What kind of sports were I you playing? I played uh, soccer and lacrosse. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, that's super athletic, then. You have to be very... Yeah, it was fun, but it, looking back now, I don't, know, I don't know how I fit so much in my schedule. I was just that person who my mom always said I was burning my candle on both ends, but didn't... I was like, what? I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not sleeping. I don't have time for this good life advice. <laughs> I know. Mom. Come on, mom. Let me get back to lacrosse and soccer and school. Mm-hmm. So then you moved here after college, right? I was in I was in Manhattan for three years, and then okay. I moved I moved out here. Did you just like give Manhattan a go, and you're like, you know what, fuck it? That's what I did. Yeah, I thought I was gonna move to New York. Went there, I was gonna spend the whole summer. Made it two and a half weeks. Oh wow! So I told my mom, change the ticket. I'm coming home. <laughs> oh right, really? Yeah, right before. You could first. have handled the heat if you're from Arizona. No, it wasn't like, the heat. It was just like I had never been away from home. Uh, like I was 18. He's a baby. And I was like, I didn't know this about you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I made a go in New York, and I was like, I'm not gonna let it happen when I come to LA. So yeah. So you did. So why didn't you stay in Manhattan? Um, I was working, but I just felt that there was more opportunity in Los Angeles for for auditions um, Mm. when I actually decided to pursue that full time because I went to school for business and I specialized in uh, advertising and marketing and I had an internship and actually was working for NBC, WNBC at Rockefeller Plaza for sales. Oh, how was that? That's a famous plaza. Yeah, I was like, I was all gung-ho being like, you know, with my relationship at the time, like working towards being like a para couple and, you know, advertising and yeah, yeah, that was, that was the goal. And I did acting for fun. And then one day I realized, oh, 
uh, this is what I love to do. Yeah. And so I. Uh, so you weren't miserable at your job, right? Was there just one day where you walked in, you're like, I don't want to wear a suit anymore. No, it was actually fun because it's still it's still being social creative. and creative. It was just one of those where I I just was down and out, and also had to do with the weather out there, which I I never knew that you could live in vacation. Like, I just assumed, like, oh, I just truck it through and live through the horrible winters, and then I'll go visit Los Angeles. I never thought mm. that I could live in this beautiful weather, and not to be that cliche person, but it's beautiful yeah. here, and that's really kind of what keeps me, and all the work. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but there's more opportunity. Wow, that's so, and so, because I always wonder how, wait, so what in advertising were you doing? Because whenever I audition for commercials, I'm like, where does this coffee come from? I have no idea. No, um, so I actually started with uh, just selling the ad space for NBC um, okay. of like what commercial spots we'd put um, based on who was watching it, the demographic. But then I was going to pursue outdoor advertising, which was more so, um, finding the client uh, and using them and putting them on different billboards and locations. So it wasn't really like the creative, creative side of it, but it was still baby creative. Yeah. Travel and fun. And that was a lot of partying. Then was a lot of partying. Yeah. When your relationship starts going south, you're like, I'm not going to be a power couple. No, it's actually in the relationship while clients take you out on vacation into Vegas and to um, nights in the city. It was just like lots of bar hopping. So it was a lot of fun. Does anybody like have sex to seal a deal? Um... No. <laughs> uh, I watched too many TV shows. I've seen Mad Justin wanted you to say yes. So I was like, well, how I do mean... you think I got this podcast? <laughs> I'd be like, you got gypped. <laughs> <laughs> do, you th- do you think any of the, uh, the advertising uh, work that you did helped with any aspect of acting? And whenever you moved out here, just kind of knowing what how to be professional? Or do you, do you think anything like that? Um, I think it, it just helps you, uh, or know how to maybe advertise yourself, like self promote. You, you know how to, like, if you're working in advertising, maybe, uh, a lot of successful people out here look at themselves as a brand, like a branding type thing. Mm-hmm. Or you're trying to get your name out there. Did that cross over at all to you? Do you think? I, I would like to hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think the ability to carry yourself and be well-rounded to a certain degree, that, that's just with everything that you do in life. It kind of builds up your, like, how you are and how you react with situations. So, of course, I, I think, be, you know, going to business school and everything helps me with that. And also to understand a lot out here because it's not just about being creative. It's a lot to do with... Uh, the the side that a lot of people don't understand with the networking and the selling oh, yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I can do it to a degree. I'm just very stubborn where I, I want to do it my on my own. So mm-hmm. in this career, as you know, it's about who you know and, like, yeah. actually pursuing I'm networking. I'm l- looking for people to sleep with, to climb the ladder. I would do it. Yeah. Just, like, one. give we'll Take one for the team. Mm-hmm. Get on an would NBC you, would show. You, would you really do that? No. If if, if, I, if I, an I audition was on the line where you got a call back and they're like, well, you know, Justin, it's between you and another guy, but um, you're gonna have to sleep with the VP of of uh, NBC to really seal her approval. And she is not attractive. Oh, yeah. that's, <laughs> dude, she's just like disgusting. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I would think I would have morals. Depends on how much was in my bank account at the time. Mm-hmm. Had I just booked a national or was I at the tail end of running out of money? That is the question. Mm-hmm. Would you do it, Rachel? Um, no. Come on, be real. Be real. <laughs> Come on. No. Open all the doors for you? Maybe. That's no. <laughs> would you? You would. 
No. I wouldn't either, guys. <laughs> I'm trying to fit in with You're you guys. You're like, wait a minute. I'm the one that's the that only back. true one on the podcast. <laughs> so you came out here, and did you, uh, did you do a cross-country trip? I think you told me that, right? I uh, know. No? I, I'm mixing stories up. I did not. I flew and had my car actually, like, taken across country for me. <laughs> did that cost a lot? Um, my stepfather, uh, works for a car dealership, so they kind of had, uh, connections and just putting on one of the trucks. And then when it got here, I just had to wait a while. So it took like two weeks. So I was like LA and rented a Prius. I've never had a car that's expensive enough to ship it. Like if I had to move across country now, I'd just have to leave my car. <laughs> yeah. You want to know what this expensive car was? What? A 1993 four-door Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was called not having money, so that's why you get it Saturns shipped on the were back of really a really big in high school and college. Mm-hmm. Those like tent resistant yeah. panels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, people used to make out in the back of Saturns all the time. Heck yes. I've actually never made out in the back of a car. I'm sad I got rid of it. I know, right? right? So bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so since you you dated someone that was in a, you know, you said you guys were a power couple or wanted to be whatever. Do you like now find that it's hard to date in LA where it's all just poor people <laughs> for the most part? Uh, it is extremely difficult dating. I, I also uh, was in and out of a relationship for a little bit and currently out and getting advice from friends on how you then start to date or websites or this and that. And I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, that's uh, a lot of people who I who I know use websites and stuff, but they're not really looking for dating yeah. so much. It's more just like to hook up. So. And then they put at the bottom, not just looking for a hookup. It's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, if you, if you put that in your profile, you're absolutely looking for yeah. just that. Because they want to, you know, coax the women in. To, <laughs> like, hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nice guy. I'm, I'm not, really you know, cool. I know I'm giving off the creepy vibe, but I'm not creepy. I'm mm-hmm. looking for something special. I know my second photo was shirtless, but... <laughs> You know what I think in L.A.? You got to just, I don't know. You got to just not be in a relationship if, like. (laughs) (laughs) Be single forever. Just be single. I don't know. I feel like people, like, he's in a relationship. Mm -hmm. This is why this apartment's so cute. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I would say out of, I have, let's say, like, 200 comic friends. You're one of maybe, like, 10 people I know that is in a good relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's pretty rare, especially with stand-up comedians and mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more common with improvisers that we meet that they have boyfriend, girlfriends. But uh, yeah, with stand-ups, it's, it's really rare. I, I don't have many stand-up comedian buddies who No one have, wants to put up with them. I'm sorry. No, they I'm don't know. That's, that's 100% true. Yeah. You know how many times I've been told I'm broken by oh. girls? They're just like you're broken. Yeah, what they does just, that mean? They just—it's like the stereotype of comics. Just like you don't know how to love me, and I'm like, yes, I do. I you just had don't. multiple girls tell I you. I had that? three different girls tell me that. That's rough. <laughs> I know, man. Uh, but you know what? To be fair, I think they were. I think they were. They wanted to fix you because you're yeah, broken. Yeah, I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. not broken though. I'm like a 2014 brand new car. I have no flaws. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really perfect. So if you're dating in L.A., do you think, would you, do you, because I feel like now the movement, it should go 50-50 on dates, right? But girls don't want to do that. 
Because that's what I like here. Like, don't pay. Don't offer to pay because no. now girls want to pay. See, but that comes in my stubbornness again where I'm very self-sufficient. So I'm kind of the one who will, like, throw down even just because I don't want to owe you anything type thing at oh, first. Yeah. So, like, it's cool if it's the first time. I assume, I don't know, I haven't really dated in a very long time. So I assume if I were to go out with somebody, I wouldn't just, ass- I, I wouldn't assume that they would pay for me. I don't know. Wow, you're one of the good ones. I've straight up bought... You'll, you'll have great luck dating in L.A. with that outlook. Yeah. Because guys will be like... Well, it's one of those what? where it's like the offering, too. Like, you yeah. see who offers and doesn't. It's just... I don't know. I have friends who are like, well, at least you get a free meal or at least you get a free drink. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> that outlook yeah. makes me want to vomit whenever I'm I hear... like, I don't want to be sitting there for two hours if I don't enjoy the person. So I'd rather... You know. Would you leave a date midway through if it's going bad? Would you be like, let's wrap this up? Um, I mean, I would assume that we would both probably get the same vibe, right? So Maybe. we'd be like, all right, yeah, we don't want dessert. Let's okay. Yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's wrap this thing up. Uh, nice meeting you, and uh, I'll be on my way. I, d- I just think it's also that to be able just to have conversation with people, it's still fun to meet people. I just... I'm just not looking forward to the, the them then wanting either a second date. Like if, if there's a miscommunication or something, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so we, we've talked about uh, your college and advertising. <laughs> let's 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 fast forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the podcast, you mentioned you've been out here six years, yes. right? So what? Let's talk about some of the ups and downs over the last six years because that's uh that's what people really are interested in mm-hmm. and uh, what they want to hear um what our listeners like to hear is kind of like the journey of what los angeles has been for you and how it's it's treated you so what was what was like uh what your first big breakout here and then what was one of your first things where it was like it got really rough yeah, yeah you, you get here you're you're excited yeah that first did you have month, friends when you first got I here i did not yeah, I just came straight out. I, w- I was fortunate enough where this restaurant that I worked for in New York was opening a new one out here. So I got off the plane, rented the car, and drove straight there. So I had a job, which I know is very difficult, and a lot of people like struggle to find a job out here. And then after like a month or so, we'll probably move back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've heard those stories before, especially with like male friends who were like bartenders, just assuming that it'll be just as easy as New York was. Yeah, it is not. <laughs> yeah. So then I, I was fortunate in that. Um, and then the first month I had headshots and, you know, resumes and everything. And I didn't have any representation out here. And the one that I had in New York was not by coastal. So the submission process for that was I just did mailings. And um, I heard back from several commercial agents and uh, met with a few at the time. And so that all within the month, I got uh, commercial representation. That's awesome. So I was like, woo. So I was like, oh, this is going to be cake, you know, right. thinking thinking that. <laughs> yeah. And my first commercial representation, they, they were great, but I was non-union. So the jobs that I booked, um, payment was taking a very long time to get back. And I would talk yeah, to other actors yeah, who I worked with on the jobs, and they had already gotten paid. So I didn't, and I'm kind of a pushover where I'm like, hey, guys, um, I'm still waiting on this check. <laughs> yeah. And they were just withholding money. So Your agency Yeah, was so that was a bummer. I did a shoot. It was non-union, uh, uh, even earlier in the year, and uh, I had to keep bugging them. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we sent it, we sent it. And I finally, I was like, I was like, 
finally emailing, almost harassing them, like, all right, this is getting ridiculous. Like, like, where is it? And they're like, oh, yeah, we sent it. And then so I finally got it a couple of days and they had they had just cut the check mm-hmm. after I complained all those times. Sometimes it takes that. I don't know I why. I mean, maybe but. they had to, like, cancel the check and then reissue it, which they were lying, though, most yeah, likely. Totally, yeah, totally. Uh, I just heard that a lot of agencies, especially with non-union, because there's no way of necessarily of tracking, tracking it, it yeah. that they hold on to collect interest, and then they'll pay later. So, oh, that's um, so slimy. They kept on saying that, oh, the accountant's only in this day, and then I would call, and then I showed up one time, and I was like, okay, seriously? Like, it's been months <laughs> that I haven't received payment. Yeah. So I ended up leaving them, and I didn't have new representatives Representation. I just ended up just leaving them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because I was like, oh, I can find representation easily. And yeah, <laughs> then you get got to do that. it sometimes. Got to jump into the ocean if you sink or swim. Yeah. And then I didn't have representation for a little while. And then um, I self-submitted online. Someone's like, there's this commercial agency that, you know, you're ethnic and kind of hipstery and kind of like, you know, quirky. They represent that. And I was like, oh, okay. So I submitted, and uh, that's where I went, met Mariel uh, okay. from Dodgewall. Uh, she was the one who brought me into Dodgewall, too. But that's a side note. Oh, wow. Um, she, I met her, and she's my commercial agent, and I became union with them. And, yeah, it's great. Hit the road, and mm-hmm. you start flying. Uh, yeah. Nice. So uh, you had some success uh with the first agency and then yeah is that now is that your current agency that you are has, mm-hmm. so you've been with them a while then i've been with them for about three years oh, so great. i was with the other one for that's longer than i've been with any agency <laughs> <laughs> i'm still trying to find the right fit guys mm-hmm. <laughs> how did you fire your uh your first agent did you do it in a nice way because that's what i'm trying to learn how to do that i wrote a letter just um, it was more so that it was, I mean, yes, I signed a contract, but then after the first year, I never re-signed. I just booked work with them. Yeah. So it was just about a little over a year, and um, I just wrote a letter, and I thought it was going to be very difficult, like how people are going to fight for you and be like, well, no, I got you work, so you can't leave me type yeah. thing. But it wasn't. They're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. That was easy. I emailed one agent, and she goes, okay, remove me off Actors Access. <laughs> yeah. And that was it, and I was like... <laughs> What? Wow. And I've been with her for eight months, uh, one audition. Yeah. Well. And I was like, well, it's time to go. And I was like, I was like sending that email. I was like, yeah, she's going to, she's going to wisen up as soon as I, as soon <laughs> as I, I send it. This. And then she's just like, boop. Yep. Like immediate response. The That's fastest she's it. ever responded to my emails either. Because I was like, hey, I'm doing the, these shows, blah, blah. No response. No <laughs> response. And then I'm like, hey, I'm leaving you. Okay. Uh, delete me off Actors Access. I'm like, okay. All right. All right. Well. Yeah. I know you're alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, what's been going on um, with you um, outside of commercial acting and stuff uh, like that? I uh, met with a manager because I, I never... I never really thought of getting a manager because I was like, well, my career is kind of just, you know, starting out and I'm figuring all this out. Uh, And I I was just very uh, blessed with commercials the past several years where um, I, of course, goal is to be television and film. But it's a hard transition because it's very different now that I'm like, I know all the casting directors for commercials and, you know, I go in and it's just kind of easy where... Now I'm going into this whole new world where I'm like, oh, my God, can I still even act? <laughs> because yeah. I'm so used to commercials. So used to the quick, yeah. 
So um, it was last, it's just about a year ago that I met with this guy as a manager. And he was just like, listen, I, I don't even know you or, you know, your reels I watch. He's like, I like your personality. I like you. We're going to just do this in sink or swim. I'm going to send you out on auditions and we'll see how it goes. I was like, okay. But in my mind prior to that, I never sought out management. I sought out uh, theatrical representation. Sure. Uh, not thinking that, no, this manager will help me to then get theatrical representation, yeah. which he has, in addition, help build and mold who I am. Because I thought I just needed a career for them to manage, not necessarily that they'll build my career. So yeah. I was just, like, so excited. So your manager was able to get you a theatrical agent? Yeah. He set me up with, and I've heard these stories before, but I never really believed them. I was like, oh, okay, I just got to find a manager who will magically put his time in to like, believe in me and set me up on these interviews with theatrical, but he did. Um, and this, this guy I met through a friend, and I, he was a, a junior manager at this at D2 Management. And um, during the same time period, I found out that they represent Lupita, who is in uh, 12 Years a Slave. And oh, I yeah. was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm, it's awesome. Uh, he set me out for a few auditions, first to put on tape which I was like, wait, does, do they even watch these? I'm like, yeah. you know, if That's I'm submitting, you never know. Every you time never I make know. A tape. <sighs> and so I was just like, I don't know. Like, does this mean that I'm even auditioning? Do they even, like, look at them? So I go in, and they, uh, I do several on tape, and then all of a sudden I get called in, like a callback, to go then for a producer session or to meet with people. And so I'm like, oh, my God, now I'm going into studios. So I'm, like, signing it into the Fox Gate, like, going yeah. in to yeah. read for, like, big shows, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so nervous. I was like, oh, so this is what it's really like. So this has been um, basically all of, um, it was like since September, October, November, December, of, but then December was a little slower with all the awards, and I was like, oh, because they're obviously pushing Lupita. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, go, oh, girl. <laughs> um, so around January, they got me into uh, meet with a few theatrical representation just to see I guess they were testing me out and then pushing me, and now I signed with someone um, just a few months ago and been auditioning with them. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. I've never had a manager that's actually done that for me. My manager's always like, ah, I'll act as your TV agent, and then I'm just going to collect your commercial money. Mm -hmm. I've never, they've never had a manager set up a meeting for me. Uh, yeah, like I just asked. Agent. I said, well, obviously, it's it's about money. They want you to work so that they can get more money. And, you know, of course, I, I want them to work for me and so I could give them money. <laughs> it's just, right, right. So the more auditions, and th then they don't have to, because he was originally not knowing if you're supposed to or not, but the manager was sending me out on auditions. So, or like making the appointments. Yeah, for you're me, not supposed to, but everybody does that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was through, it was just managing my book, I guess, like making my appointment. Sure. So, um, from that, but of course, like I don't want to take up all their time for doing that. So of course, they want me to have theatrical representation in in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's why I set up the meeting. So I went on a few, and uh, I, I wanted to go with a smaller boutique guy who started on his own with someone else uh, this past year, who he used to work for bigger agencies, and then opened up his own. So got I, those connects. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Yeah. So five or ten years from now, what would if this podcast, ho hopefully it is still online somewhere. It will be, Jeremiah. Hopefully. Be positive. Hopefully. I heard you have Ho quite a following. Hopefully. We have these following. Uh, five or ten years from now. Way to slap all the builders in the face. No, builders, I love you guys. You know it. You get it. Uh, five or ten years from now, Rachel, where mm -hmm. 
would you like to see yourself or what would you like to be doing out here? Or even if it's out here, maybe you go back to New York to do acting or whatever. Well, like what ideally would you I mean, uh, like to do? I guess the ultimate goal is yes, to be bi-coastal, mm-hmm. uh, just because my whole family is in New York. Sure. So I would love to be able to just work wherever I choose, but yet have kind of a home base in both because I do love Los Angeles. Um, yes, I want to do, of course, movies and television. To me, I would enjoy doing both, um, ideally probably movies, but television is just stability, but also... Uh, I don't know, just having like that job and like the excitement because I love working. I love being on set. And it's just, it's a, it's a rarity of how often, like when you count the days that you're actually on set throughout the year. And like, I just, I'm so excited. Like, I don't care if my call time's 4.30 in the morning, like an hour away. I'm like, yay. And I get there and I'm like chipper and to be able to work. So um, just to be consistently working and uh, to sustain and then live a happy lifestyle, which I think everyone truly wants. Yeah. Love and happiness. Do you want (laughs) to do your section, your segment? Here we go. Bow, bow, bow. Hollywood bitch slap. (laughs) (laughs) We briefed you. You got a Hollywood bitch slap for us, Rachel? Well, it's it's more so just a disappointment. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a soft slap. It's a soft slap. That's okay. Um, <laughs> when I was saying that I had uh, uh, cool auditions, um, one of the first ones was for this awesome like sci-fi show that mm-hmm. already has a following, and it's just like kind of exciting and I'm a dork so I nerded out and it was like a two-year contract and so I was like oh cool series regular go in and they give me seven pages to read the day prior and it's one of those scenes where every actor wants to do where the character is just very subtle and like calm and then all of a sudden builds up anger and the anger explodes and then it's very vulnerable at the end so I did the scene and I'm looking at the casting director and she's reading with me and I'm like vulnerable and kind of you know crying at the end and I just see this huge smile on her face and she's so happy and I was just like yeah and so at the end we're talking this and that they're kind of like my manager's like well do you want to see how it goes like based on callbacks and this I was like yeah absolutely he's like or do you just want to know if you got it or didn't at the end I'm like no I kind of want to know as it goes (laughs) you know I'm like that person who's like tortures my soul so he's like telling me and throughout the day he's like well they're narrowing it down they're narrowing it down narrowing it down and I was like super excited so I have like this knot in my stomach from 11 to like 6 p.m. and at 6 p.m. it's just like a sad face like oh they went with someone else (laughs) (laughs) and it's like I would have flown out this was like on a Wednesday and they would fly out to Vancouver and shoot on a Ugh. Sunday, and it was like that would change your life. Like, you're <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, so. uh, since you auditioned for commercials a lot, how have and you said that you've you've been uh, fortunate enough to to book a lot of commercials. Have you gotten more comfortable with being put on a veil and then not getting it, or does that ever change? That's that t- that not, you know what I mean? Still angers me. Right? It's, yeah. it's Getting taken so, off the mail ruins my day. <laughs> it's, I try, like, I tr- really try <laughs> to not let it wreck my mood, but I'm just like, come on. Well, because so it, it used to mean something. And I don't want to, like, date myself, but I'm like, I remember auditioning and, like, you'd go to a callback and there'd be, seriously, like, this room. <laughs> there'd yeah. be, like, three people at the callback. Yeah. And so now when they put on a veil, they have a veil one, a veil two, a veil three. So you're like, well, am I first a veil? Yeah. And it's like, back then, if you were on a veil, that means they want you. And if all booking goes well, then you're booked. So it's just, yeah. it's discouraging now where it doesn't really mean much. So you don't want to, like, 
get your hopes up. But when you hear you're on a veil, you're like, yeah, and you're already counting like the, the residuals. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> All right, I can pay rent for a couple Woo! more months. I can fix my car, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go get my hair did. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, Rachel, thank you so much for uh, for dropping by the podcast. Uh, we had a great time talking with you, getting to know you a little bit better. Okay, yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, is there anything that you'd like to plug uh, as far as uh, online stuff, Twitter, Facebook, website that people can check out, uh, follow you at? No. <laughs> See, this is why I'm bad at networking. I just um, www.rachel underscore mcdermott.com that's a website i know but it's just but it's just that's that's a web presence but it's me but it's just not really like it's not like it's not like i'm a blogger or there's anything exciting okay people can you know check out stock my photos no the work that you've done that's cool Right? You've yeah. probably put like yeah. past commercials you've been yeah. in and stuff on there. Be proud of yourself, Rachel. See, it's awkward selling myself. That's why I need a manager. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll help you find one. I'm good at the soft smile at getting them. <laughs> there it is. There's that smile. Thanks well, so much, Rachel. We I'm had a lot of fun. glad we ended on a creepy note. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I do, dude. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by, Rachel. Thank you.